from the Summer Skate Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Toyota of the Desert, where there's more to our dealership than just sales and service. Your trusted Toyota dealer at toyotaofthedesert.com or at 68-105 Kyle Road in Cathedral City, California. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Stop in for lunch, cater your next event, or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team-building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T Grand Rudd at redbubble.com and let us help you create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and our ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer Skates, shower shoes or koozies to show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight. On the day after Memorial Day, it's Tuesday, which means it is College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy from a windblown North Palm Springs, California tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate where the wind never blows out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are things on the estate today? Uh, I don't know what estate you're talking about. My biologies are kicking my rear end. Oh, then maybe the wind is blowing them around, huh? Well, I sent you some pictures before the show of uh, real sand dunes here in the desert. Denver? <laughs> no, no, that that was uh, sand drifts um, that were sand dunes that were blown over um, the road that leads from where I'm at into Palm Springs, and um, two people uh, had a little too much to drink and thought they'd go around the barricades. And these are not snow drifts; these are thick, heavy sand drifts so when they hit those uh their car rolled over so uh, i don't believe anybody was killed but a couple of people were injured and um you know it's it's, it's stupid motorists right well uh, i don't know if snow drifts are any softer some of them are if they if they're northern minnesota and they've frozen then they're not but but i'm telling you these are these, these become rock hard uh, instantly, and uh, the granules are so fine that uh, you can hardly even move it. I saw that one picture I sent you was with a payloader, I'm loading up the loading up the the sand and hauling it away, yeah. and then it just blows right back again. What do they do? Do, do they bring the sand east and north for the winters? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they do. I think they just move it from one spot to another, but it. Uh, okay. It happens again. It's 32-mile-an-hour sustained winds right now. And, you know, uh, uh, the executive producer and I spent uh, Sunday and Monday in um, the beautiful Palm Springs or uh, Carlsbad area, right. just south like of uh, L.A., north of San like Diego. That. And like it, was six, it was 67 degrees there, Paul. Right. And we actually got a little sunshine yesterday, and we took a trip down to Laguna Beach, my favorite beach of all time. Right. Uh, it was a little busy because uh, it was a holiday, and uh, but you know what? It's still fine. It's fine. Anytime you go to Laguna Beach, it's great. 
Well, yeah, yeah, duh. So, I mean, you know, 67 degrees. What you, I didn't realize it was winter time in California. <laughs> it was 67 at night. It was 67 in the morning. It was 67 in the middle of the day. It just never changed. Nice. It's just nice. constant. I'm down with that. I, I I know you don't. I'm I am so down. No, with I don't that. have a problem with that. I really actually like it now. I'm uh, I'm starting to really like Southern California. But uh, the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds won't quit winning, and as long as they keep winning. I'm in Palm Springs to uh, to keep covering them for our uh, V Pro Hockey West Report nice. uh, podcast. So I got to do that. I got to keep in, keep an eye on Joey Decord, make sure he stays in line. That's a hard right. thing to do. Yeah, I, I get that. And, and, and by the way, um, we just want to uh, say a couple of quick notes. As long as you brought it up, one. Uh, if anybody doubts what a tough old sob you are, um, they they shouldn't. Uh, one of the reasons why we took a little bit of time off was somebody was getting worn too thin and, um, you know, fought through it like a like a trooper. So that's one. Two, um, you know, it uh, it was a dead period for college hockey. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes life happens, right? You can't. I think we've had a remarkable streak of going two or three times a week for almost five years. So we appreciate the support for, for people that might uh, have wondered where we were for the last week and a half. <laughs> people are definitely wondering where I was. Well, <laughs> I was all over the place. But I, uh, I, I, all... but I just wanted to say, and, 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 and I know you had suggested um, a Memorial Day episode if we could have come up with one but i gotta be honest uh if you really want to do that go back into the archives and listen to uh the episode we did last year with brian bielek father of yeah Colin can't bielek. get any better than that no you're, you're just not going to get a better memorial day type episode than that um colin's doing great in the east coast league and uh, we root for him every day and, you know, it, this was, what, a couple of, about a month or so after he uh, had uh, collapsed on the bench. Yeah, and gave everybody a real scare. Yeah, so um, if you want, if, you, if you're desperate for uh, a Memorial Day type episode or just a really, really good episode, go back and listen to that one. It's about a year ago. Go back into the archives and listen to that one. You won't regret it. Um, and, uh, you know, we've all or most of us have had people that served at, in our families at, at some point, And, you know, we're no different. Um, so, you know, we respect it. And, uh, yeah, now we're back. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Do we start with the disaster that was the world championships? No, we're going to we're going to end with that. We don't want to depress people right from the go. <laughs> Well, I wanted I wanted to say this. Talk about First of all, thank you. State hiring an assistant. Not yet. Um, okay. That we, we got something. We're going to start off with the big news because uh, two things. Thank you for that uh, that that recognition. And uh, I will tell everybody, it's just if it's not for the two numb fingers on my left hand, um, everything is pretty much back to normal. Um, so we'll try to keep it that way. Kind of keep the stress level oh, down and all of that good it. stuff. Yeah, you know, you can't you can't keep me normal. <laughs> if you don't start it normal, how can you keep yeah, it normal? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, and and the other thing is you, you uh, inevitably every year, multiple times a year, will complain about breaking news on a Wednesday when we finish our podcast on a yeah. Tuesday. Well, guess what? what? Today, your alma mater said, "Ah, Let's, let's announce our schedule. The Arizona State Sun Devil schedule came out on a Tuesday. So we have a chance to talk about it on Tuesday night. We don't have to wait a whole week. We're going to digest it. We're going to get the coach on, uh, Coach Craig Powers, um, hopefully next week or, or whenever he's available to uh, help us go through this and understand what's what and how it all came about. But um, before we dig into it, Paul, you, you've looked at it. I've looked at it. Just – a quick synopsis, if you can, 
what jumped out at you? Because I know what jumped out at me. So you tell us, tell the listeners, what jumped out at you when you looked at the 23-24 Arizona State Sun Devil schedule? Uh, all kinds of things. Um, I, I don't even, first of all, we knew they were going to play a lot of home games. Um, and maybe this is not the complete schedule because I, I think there's supposed to be some Big Ten teams on this schedule somewhere. Maybe this is not the complete schedule. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I still don't see any. That I, I believe they owe ASU some 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 home games, but I guess maybe because they're taking USC and UCLA into the league, maybe that's changed. I don't know. <laughs> breaking news uh, uh, anyway I think this is a complete schedule because I counted a bunch of games <laughs> okay well listen I can't count that high so uh, okay so so let me tell you what jumped out at me and I told you this off air I said oh my goodness two things jumped out at me this schedule is um, I don't want to do this this is disparaging but I, it's the only way I can say it this is easier on paper than what they were up against last year. And uh, the second thing that jumped out at me is, thank God you're having an exhibition game to open the season. And secondly is, you're going to play your first four games at Mullet Arena against Merrimack and Northern Michigan. Two good opponents, but you're playing them at home early in the year. You're not, uh, you're not making that gauntlet up to uh, Minnesota, Duluth, and Bemidji and stay on the road for 10 days and um, know that if you come back, uh, you're going to, without, you know, at least a 500 record, you're going to be behind the eight ball for the entire year. And that's uh, basically what happens. So I like the way the first, uh, I like the way the month of October jumps out at you. So um, I, I know you're excited. You want to be here on October 6th to watch that U of A, ACHA versus Arizona State NCAA exhibition, correct? Well, yeah, here's hoping. I mean, I know it sounds <laughs> Weird, Maybe but, even get a football game on a Saturday. Well, Go to that that's, game that's, Friday night. How about that? That's, that's pretty much the only weekend that I, I, I saw the first time I looked at it, that there's a football game and a hockey game in the same weekend. Uh, Wouldn't it have been cool if it had been U of A, ASU to start the season? <laughs> well, football and I mean, hockey? I mean, <laughs> you, Thanksgiving weekend, um, uh, ASU is playing hockey at home, but obviously they're not going to play on the same day as they play football against the team they open up with in an exhibition game. But, um, you know, uh, but that's the only weekend that I saw that would, would that would give me both if I actually made that trip. So, okay, know. let's let's work on that. Let's see if we can make that happen. So you get to mullet well, yourself. Well, it would be nice one way or the other but uh if we got any sponsors out there that want to jump on board this would be a great time to uh, to get a hold of me and sign up so we can get paul out here it's not cheap yeah, well that's no it, and, that and he's picky he doesn't want to just fly out of any airport he'd like to fly right out of the one by his house that would be nice and that's the one next to the hamptons so no, no yeah no, the no, chauffeur no, take no, him over direction. there no 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 no, no. you're in the wrong direction <laughs> is there one by the hamptons too there is, but they, you know, I don't private jets. Private jets. Oh, okay. That's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Something like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I sit here and look at this this schedule, um, besides the obvious number of home games, which the coach told us all along, okay, um, uh, and obviously it opens up in the complete opposite direction that last year's schedule did, going to Bemidji and Duluth. And this year they have the exhibition game because there's going to be a bunch of new players again this year. Um, we, we, we might as well just accept that's the way it's going to be, not just for ASU, for just about everybody. Just about everybody. Um, whether coaches like it or not, um, we've got another year or two of this, like I said, until we see uh, what happens with no COVID years. Um, but um, 
it's not like ASU is opening up against uh, Division three teams here. They open up with, with, with four games at home, two against Merrimack and two against Northern Michigan. Uh, Merrimack is coming off one of their best seasons ever. Now they do lose a lot of players from graduation. People graduate in Merrimack too? Well, that's the rumor. <laughs> anyway. I, 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 I don't okay, you know. So I'm, not trying to I, I'm gonna let you break these sense. down. I'm gonna let you break these down, but I wanna just shout out the uh the schedule month by month there, and then you can tell us as you already did with October pretty much. But um they'll open October sixth with the exhibition against the University of Arizona, ACHA team, um, which we're seeing a lot of. We've talked about a lot on the show. Um a lot of those uh cross pollinations if you will of ACHA NCAA and exhibitions uh, then they'll play Merrimack on the 13th and 14th at Mullet then they get Northern Michigan on the 20th and 21st then they take their first road trip ball and it's, it's a unique one they're going to Oxford Ohio to play Miami so if you look at the October schedule I think you kind of hinted time, the first ones what do you think uh, what do you think Miami will bring for them to end October uh, they've never played each other, so that takes uh, uh, one of those schools off the list, by the way, of teams that ASU has not played in hockey. Okay. Um, that'll actually happen a couple of weeks in a row, but one is more obvious than the other. Um, I, I, I don't need... I, in other words, you're trying to get me to say how many games I think they'll win or how many games do I think they need to win? <laughs> no, no, I would never. I would never. No, because there's a difference. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you. Yeah, I know there is. I'm asking you what you think of the month of October schedule. You already talked that's, about a little listen, bit. Merrimack, listen. Northern Michigan at home. That's a good time to catch both of those schools, too, at home uh, early in the year before they have a chance to grow together, if you will. Well, listen, so, like I said, Merrimack, so I like is coming, Merrimack is coming off their their uh, their best season probably ever. Um, and Northern Michigan, you know, they did go to the CCHA championship game last year. They lost uh, to Minnesota State, but, you know, so it's not like um, they're playing little sisters of the poor, so to speak, in Northern Michigan. You know, well, and then the beauty of this ball is I don't know how Coach Powers brought Merrimack and Northern Michigan down in October because do they realize it's still going to be in triple digits in October? Well, I don't care. Joke I know you don't care. I'm just saying, like, a over. nice move, Coach Powers, get them to come down that first two weekends of October. But anyway, then they'll go to Miami, as you mentioned. They uh, they have not played uh, Miami. Um, oh, and that, and NCHC foe for now. Yeah, um, and those games will obviously well. Yeah, that's that's kind of the intersecting story with that matchup is is um, you know we've already seen some stories about you know uh, if teams if 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 uh, you know Miami is the rumor that that keeps on giving as far as the NCHC is concerned. Uh, but those will be big games because you want to beat as many, win as many games against NCHC programs as you possibly can. All right, nice tie-in because starting in November, um, they're going to face the uh, the mystery team, Stonehill. Mystery, yes. It's coming yes, November be- 3rd and 4th. Then they'll be followed by the Denver Pioneers coming to Mullet for the first time on the 10th and the 11th. Then they'll get the Alaska Anchorage Seawolves coming to town 17th and 19th. That's going to be a Friday, Sunday. That's kind of cool, uh, which tells me that probably Alaska is going to do something funky on Saturday. Or, I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't not. Know. Uh, Maybe not. Hold on. Hold on. And, I, mean, that's an, I, I have an idea of why that's probably like that. Look. Homecoming weekend or something, or um, yep, the football game okay. on a Saturday against Oregon. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, and then Providence will be in town Thanksgiving weekend, Friday and Sunday as well. 
Because what's going on on Saturday, Paul? Um, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, on Saturday. <laughs> just, a, just a tiny little football game. Uh, cares about it. Yeah, nothing, nothing like a rivalry weekend to really get things going. And Providence will be a foe. So let's go well, through I, this. I don't know. This is, is where is, it starts to toughen up, right? Is ASU and Providence really uh, a rivalry? Well, no, no. I'm talking about the the football game. Oh, but, oh, but I'm oh, talking oh. about a really, really good opponent on the on the ice as well on oh, Friday yeah. and Sunday. So if you want to make it a weekend there. That that's a pretty good weekend as well. See Providence on Friday and Sunday, and see uh, U of A ASU on the football field uh, on Saturday. I, just, I, I have news for you. I want nothing to do with being there for that weekend. <laughs> nothing to do with it. Okay. Nothing. Okay. I can't watch. I no. I, it's hard enough watching that game on TV. No. Okay. <laughs> um, here's here's what I will tell you. Okay. Uh, six eight. 10, 12, 14. Okay. 14 of your first 16 games are at home. And. How many do you have to win of those, Paul, to come out looking good by the 1st of December? Well, are you talking about the 14 home games or the 16 overall? 16 overall. Two, four, six, five, seven, eight, ten. You've got to come out with at least 11 wins. And one of those has to be Denver. And and at least one has to be on the road. <laughs> that You have to split that road series with Miami at the very worst. At the worst. At the very worst. But okay, so so to me, that's a very interesting November because you have no idea what you're going to get out of Stonehill, but yes, you know what you're going to get out of the Pioneers. Yes, I mean let's. I mean, yes, and as the World Championships proved, once again, you still have to go out and play the game, and you still have to. Do you? Do you really? Yeah. Or can you just have some numbskull in Palm Springs tell you that they're going to pick up gold with ease? Um, well, yeah, we'll get to that later. Okay. But, yeah. So anyway, um, uh, recap November so we can get on to December because I'm pumped up. Well, like I said, you know, Team Mystery, Denver, Anchorage, you know, will will play as hard as anybody. And will be better talent-wise. And, you know, uh, all when... And, and Nate Lehman in Providence is really all you need to say. And Coach Powers likes to say, earn your Saturdays. Well, this, <laughs> the last two weekends in November, Sundays, you're not going to get a Saturday to earn. <laughs> well, you get the I'm coach. kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. I um, just. This is not. <sighs> is it easier, quote unquote, than last year? Yes, because you're playing more home games and you're opening up with four games on the road and two well six six games at home and two very winnable games on the road I'm not saying you will win but you have eight games before you play Denver I'm sorry but you got to win at least six yeah totally agree with you okay at least let's get to December cuz I'm excited about December can we get to December please <laughs> wow, are you in a hurry? Okay. <laughs> no, but the first weekend of December, it's going to be the ASU Sun Devils going to Colorado College. And if you don't right. think one Chris Mayotte's got that one, I already circled after how his team uh, performed at Mullet last year. Did not make him very happy. Um, I'm sure. I'll guarantee you the Tigers are coming. Uh, and the no, Sun Devils better be ready that first weekend of December. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any question. You know, first of all, you're going on the road. You're playing in altitude, and it's a team uh, that is on the rise in terms of the NCHC and and, and, and college hockey. And uh, there are going to be guys on that team that'll be angry. Yep. 
100% correct. And they got a pretty good goaltender, and they got another goaltender coming in that's pretty darn good, too. Anyway, uh, we'll get we'll get to Colorado College after a bit here. Um, then they go to Dartmouth. Dartmouth? Dartmouth? Oh, it's Dartmouth, and they're playing Dartmouth at Mullet. Yeah. They'll, oh, yeah. They'll have Dartmouth at Mullet. Then, this is the by other the way, one I'm really excited on, by for. The way, that's now. Um, is that another team they haven't played yet? Dartmouth is a team they haven't played yet. Obviously, Stonehill they haven't played yet. Team Mystery. There's more coming. Miami yet. There's more that's coming. Three, that's three teams coming off the list. There's more coming. I'm <laughs> anyway, then they will go to Robert Morris, Moon Township, Pennsylvania. I've been there. like that place. Well, we knew um, that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> so they'll be going to Robert Morris, the the resurgence of uh, the Colonials, as. Uh, but once again, right here's here's a couple of games on the road. And we love Derek Schooley. Um, and you know, they'll they'll have had time to put their team together and and have a chance to have played for two months and and gel and so forth and so on. But you're again playing a team that. Is basically another expansion team, and two theoretically winnable games on the road. And we know how this works with a pairwise. And you know you're not playing that many road games, so you better win as many of them as you can. Yep. You certainly must. Then, here's the part that I'm thrilled about, and this one is going to kill me um, because it's the 29th and 30th of December, which is also when Minot State is playing Denver and Colorado College. It's the Adirondack Winter Invitational at Lake Placid, New York, on the 1980 rink. Um, Gosh, I really want to be there for that, Paul. It's really driving me. And do we know? Do we know who's in there? Do we know who's in that, that tournament? Are you on crack? No, I'm fine. Dude, why did you leave Minnesota? <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to move there. I said I wanted to go there for a weekend to see the games no. played on the 1980 no. rink. No, <laughs> Well, I try. The they they should have played it in August, but I'm sorry, they're not. They're playing it in December. Um, no, we don't know. Uh, I would assume that one of the teams has to be either Clarkson or Cornell, maybe St. Lawrence. What if it's all three? What if it's all three with ASU? Uh, that would be kind of weird, but okay. Well, maybe not weird, but you know, we don't know. I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool, term. But anyway, it would be awful. No. So, so I'm we know I'm pretty excited Cornell, about that. You know, we know ASU has got Cornell on the schedule and so forth and so on, but. Uh, yeah, thank you for leading me into January. Okay. <laughs> the first weekend in January, the Desert Hockey Classic with UMass Lowell, Harvard, and Omaha coming to town along with the that's, Sun Devils at Mullet Arena. That's um, a, I'm that's certain the Sun that's Devils want to have a – I think the Sun Devils want to have a better showing than they had at last tournament. That's a, that is a big-time that, that, – that's a big-time tournament right there. Boy, is it ever. Is it ever. You know, Harvard is usually a top 15 team. Uh, Omaha kind of, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of team they bring back this year. Um, they were right there in that chase for the for home ice in the first round of the NCHC playoffs. And, and you know, UMass Lowell uh, had a really good year last year as well. Uh, they were right there uh, in the upper half of Hockey East. And, uh, you know, we'll see what they come back with, but um, still a, 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 a big time, you know, big level uh, tournament there with all four teams. So. Okay, so let's, uh, let's polish off January. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Cornell making a trip to Mullet on the 12th yeah. and 13th. Yeah. Then the Augustana Vikings. Uh, appear on the mullet arena ice on the 19th and 20th. We have no idea what that team's going to be like, but no, we know one thing. Garrett Rayboyne has been working at this for almost two years now. So he will have, um, 
he will have all of his ducks in a row, so to speak. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm sure there'll be a well-disciplined team. You know, once again, another expansion team. And honestly, two more games you can't afford to lose. Then I know the second weekend that you would love to be at Mullet Arena starts in February. That would yeah, be when well, the Lindenwood Lions come to town on February 2nd and 3rd. Yeah, you want to be there to watch uh, if you could, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love to be there in any February, to be honest. <laughs> That'll be followed on the 9th and 10th by the Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks. Then there'll be a week off, and then they go right back up to Fairbanks. Oh, hello. <laughs> 23rd and 24th of February. That, again, folks, will be a major, major battle. Um, Coach well, Powers we, said they're going to be bigger, stronger, didn't he? Listen, we know they need to be. Yeah, we know we know what Fairbanks is. We know what Eric Larson has done up there. Um, despite all the players that he's lost, we know they got screwed last year out of the NCAA tournament. Um, but you know that those are going to be very interesting battles, especially uh, basically if four games in a row. And that could be the that could be the stretch that makes or breaks whether or not ASU gets into the tournament. Boy, and you know what? I, I would be thrilled personally, Paul, if they were still competing for a tournament spot on the twenty fourth of February. That well, would be obviously. unbelievable because they do have four games left in March. Uh first and second of March they'll have Long Island, uh, Brett Riley and his guys back at Mullet. Hey, and uh, they uh, will just I, see. I gotta, I gotta go talk to the coach because I gotta be like, yo, dude, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> are, you, are you trying to avoid me? You, you keep playing uh, LIU there, not here. Are you, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> the LIU playing ASU there instead yeah. of on Long Island. Yeah. Okay, uh, he might be, he might be, but you he know, you're pretty hard headed, so you might not listen anyway. No, I don't listen, but it's still it's a question. <laughs> and then, then the I'm starting eighth, to feel slighted. And the 8th and 9th of March, uh, Alaska Anchored Seawolves will host the Sun Devils to end the regular season. Then, of course, the 22nd and 23rd or 4th or 5th, literally all of them, are the NCAA regionals. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Paul will be making the first his first appearance to a Frozen Four this year. On April fifth and sixth, when he can go to St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, I don't. I'm not counting. He's co he's coming a little early because he wants to take a tour. He wants to map out all these great hockey schools and cities within the great. So so when you come you come in, you're flying to Minneapolis. We'll go up I-35 to Duluth. We'll then go across to Hibbing, and uh, up to International Falls, and across to Warroad and Roseau. And then we'll come down to Grand Forks. We'll stop in and, and see Eddie Christian. And then we'll go back over across Highway 2, and we'll stop in and see uh, uh, the boys at Bemidji State. Know, May are we talking about, or, or are we talking about June? April. April. No, April. This is before I the Frozen no, Four. Listen, I don't trust. <laughs> no, you don't I, trust. I've seen, I, I've seen that. I, I've it was not going to happen two years in a row. Or whatever. I'm not <laughs> taking any chance. And then we'll take you over to Fargo. And uh, we'll see what's going on there. And you can investigate yourself whether NDSU is going to have an NCAA team soon. Well, I don't know why they don't. Then we'll take you out of there, and we'll we'll go back down, and we'll stop in and, and uh, see St. Cloud State. Right. Then we'll go down to Mankato, right. and we'll see the Mavericks. And then we'll take you up to St. Thomas and St. Paul. And we'll take you over to finish out right before the Frozen Four. You can walk through Mariucci Arena and salute. The Maroon and Gold. Yeah, you don't want to know the kind of salute I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah, well, no, don't worry. They'll, they'll all be in good moods because they'll be in the Frozen Four again because they've got an NHL player or two on that roster. Yeah, one or two. One that should be playing in the NHL for sure right now, and he's not. Anyway, that's a whole other story. So that'll be uh, the way the season rounds out. Um, okay, 
you were getting smart on me today, saying like, oh, yeah, somebody told me the number of wins that they need to have to get to the tournament. So, okay, okay, since I'm normally one that lays out the number, what does Paul Hornstein say the number is going to be? How many wins do the Sun Devils have to have if they want to get in as a, uh, uh, what's my word? Well, it has to be out large. They're not in the conference. Yeah, an at large bit. One. They have to have one win and they're in? Well, yeah, they have to win on October 13th and then worry about the rest of the games later. <laughs> Sidestepper. I say 25. I see 25 is the number of wins they must somehow amass some way, shape, or form. And you mentioned it. When I look at this roster, Paul, your points are going to come with teams like um, Colorado College, Providence, Denver. You don't have a whole bunch Northern Michigan and Merrimack. You don't have a bunch of um, North Dakotas, Minnesotas uh, on your schedule this year, which I think is good. I think that's how you have to play this. And, uh, but man, you, you can't afford to lose to any of these teams. And I'll tell you right now, there's a bunch of them here that are going to be tough opponents and really tough out. Well, I, I obviously, I mean, eight, nine, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 25 and 13 going to get you in? Maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe. You know what I say? You, you got to be careful about that loss column because that's the one that'll bite you. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, that that gets you a, a winning percentage of two out of three. But you you have to, like I said, I, I, as I sit there and and I'm sure that the coaches are sitting there, and they've probably already done this. Um, there are just some games that you, there, there's there's two categories, I guess: games you have to win, and games you can't lose. Does that makes sense. Yeah, strangely, it does. <laughs> I don't know if right. it makes sense to anybody else, but to me, strangely, it does. Yes. Right. I mean. You can lose a home game to Denver, but you also have to win one of those games. What about right. Cornell? What about Northern Michigan? Well, I right, but Northern Michigan is 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 are, is, is a kind of team that's a toss up. It's fifty fifty, which is you know not in either one of those categories. Like you can't lose to Stonehill. I, I, it doesn't. You cannot lose at home to Stonehill. You'll be, you would be chasing that game the entire season. You'd almost and, have to and go And you would 30. be reminding us of that, by the way. You'd ha almost have to go 30 and, and, and 9 to make up for that. That's a That would be like a four-game swing on your number of 25. You can't lose those games. You can't lose those games at home to Augustana. Right? You can't... <sighs> You know, you can afford to lose a game at home against Providence. Right? But you have also have to, you can't lose to Robert Morris, even though that's on the road. And once again, we love Derek Schooley. And we know how tight and how good of friends that Powers and Schooley are. Okay? Uh, he literally... So what you just at their house. yeah, what you just laid out for me, Paul, is twenty six and twelve. If I've added them right, whatever. I didn't say you couldn't lose any home games. Like if you lost a home game to Cornell, that's usually not a big deal. But you can't lose to Augustana. Yeah, you've laid it up very well. Now we get Coach Powers on that and let you uh, butt heads with him about it. Well, uh, he's not going. <laughs> he, he's fine. He'll he'll tell me I'm crazy too, but. We don't know who those Lake Placid games are against, right? I mean, if you go one and one in the Desert Classic, if you beat, say, if you beat Lowell and lose to Harvard in a championship, you know, Harvard's a top 15 team. Now, can you afford to lose that game if that's the way it works out? 
probably a little bit. But that's the kind of game that you need to kind of to 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 make sure that um, the know, tournament committee sees you. Yes. Yeah, totally right. Well, that, okay. that gives you Since, bubble. Uh, that gives you roof. Those the games against winning a game against Denver and winning a game against Providence, because we know Providence is always going to be there at the end. Yep, they make your number stronger as the season goes on. That a year like last year for Providence was 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 the odd year and not was the exception year, not the rule. So, you know, there there are those spots in this schedule that you have to win. Not going to argue with you. What I am going to argue with you on is we've gone forty-one minutes. So let's take a break because we got to come back and cry some real tears for the World Championship and Team USA. We'll do that in just a minute. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Scores. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man! Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, it's ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey West Weekly. Absolutely it is. Scott Strandy with you in a windblown Palm Springs, California tonight, where it's 95 degrees and a 95-mile-an-hour wind. It, uh, it always matches up. Anyway, my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, 
beautiful palatial estate with a big backyard and woods surrounding the, the house to keep the uh, paparazzi away. Um, it, it's, it's really good. But unfortunately, Paul had a little episode with the guard dogs. So uh, we're hoping the guard dog's feeling better, at least one of them. Um, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. What you <laughs> See, I think you're just projecting what happens on you in, on your end onto me. <laughs> That's just not the case. <laughs> I just have sand berms all the way around me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Tell okay. Show for to break out a shovel. <laughs> so anyway, um, I think you predicted that uh, the world championships are going to end in an easy gold medal for the uh, for Team USA. Again, projection. I, I and Again, I said projection because I, I said maybe we should calm down, let them play the games first. But no, Paul said I didn't think we need to play the games. I think just give the gold to uh, Team USA. Well, of course, and anybody who listens to us on a regular basis knows just how true that is. <laughs> Before we get into that, I, I got to tell you something. What, I got, saw this, really and I thought made the prediction. I, yeah, I made it. I made it. Yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah, uh, you're, I, I said given the Malloy. I said Coachella was going to lose uh, the first game up at Milwaukee and then win the next two. I said no. I said they were going to win the third one up in Milwaukee and then lose the second and then clinch it in the fifth. Now they're going to have to go back to back to uh, to clinch it on the road. But anyway, um, <laughs> so my predictions are prediction, always please, spot on. But by, by the way, did I tell you that there's no doubt this year the Mets are winning the World Series? No yes, doubt. You know it doesn't work that way when you try to do it. On and, and I believe I believe the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't work that way when you try to do it on purpose. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, um, but before we get to Team USA and the way things kind of unraveled, can we say in the uh, in the medal rounds? Um, did you know that Adam Fantilli, who is going to be playing hockey just down the street from me this winter at Honda Center, um, <laughs> he he's was the first person in history to win the World Junior Championships, the World Championships, and the Hobie Baker Award. All in one season. Think he's any uh, good, Paul? Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> pretty good consolation prize. <laughs> the executive, ex, executive producer was looking through the the Twitter feed the other day, and she goes, "Hey, I found Connor Bedard working out." And I'm going like, "Yeah, he better because Adam Fantilli's hard on his tail." <laughs> well, this is, I mean, in just about any other year, Fantilli would be the number one pick. Oh yeah, yeah. Just about and he might, he Paul. I'm not, I'm not going to take anything away from Connor because Connor Bedard is a, a generational player. type player. But I'm telling you, you you have to think that there's a really good chance that that Adam Fantelli will be as good or possibly better, just simply on his size. He has the size to carry that that frame around um, and, and go up and down the middle of the ice. Usually, that type of player is a can't miss. But then again. Wayne Gretzky wasn't very big, and Connor Bedard is very shifty. Well, and 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 they also talk about uh, Swedish center Leo Carlson would be a number one pick in a lot of years too. So, um, three different kinds of players, three players that uh, that are worthy of being the number one pick overall. Um, we know that. The uh, Bedard uh, has been talked about what for five or six years now, right? Or it just seems that long. Yeah, I think it was eleven since he's like seven. He's been yeah. like the projected I mean, number one pick in his draft year. <laughs> and, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, and and I think uh, people uh, that frequent the Honda Center. Are going to be very, very happy with. Uh, you know who else is? I think one Trevor Zegers is going to be pretty happy, along with Mason McTavish. Oh, I mean that's. I, I I don't know if they'll put them all on the same line, but holy smokes. Um, I would just, you know, tell Zegers, just you just, you just 
get the puck to the net and let the, let us take care of it. You, know, you might not score as many goals, but you'll get a lot I, of I think he can do that, by the way. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of assists um, when you shoot the puck on net because we're going to get a lot of screens and a lot of rebounds and a lot of deflections. Um, because those would be those would be two monsters on the wing, or you know, or whatever you know, if they if they do that. Although I don't know if they would do that because you know Zegers is in the middle and 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 Fantilli's in the middle. But either way, that's going to give uh, Anaheim uh, two really good lines. Oh, without a doubt, and it'll happen almost instantly yeah. once they get to camp in Irvine at the Great Park Center. You've been there. Great yeah, Park. we were. Uh, ASU played yeah. Harvard. Nice place. Yeah, nice place. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, okay, let's get to the debacle that was. Oh. Team USA just kind of kept rolling right on through, and I thought this was going to be a great team so much that I predicted it. But then after I predicted it, I said to myself, you idiot. Because it is really hard to run the table when you have that many games in a world championship. And, oh, by the way, the teams get a little tougher <laughs> as you go towards the gold medal. Not taking oh. anything away from those teams that they de- defeated in the preliminaries, but um, you might want to make sure that you're at top level when you get to the medal round. Well, I, listen, I, I, I watched the the, the beginning of – you know, I don't know exactly what the heck I had to do that day, but um, the U.S. bolted out to a 2 nothing lead against Germany. Um, you know, Germany got a power play goal to get back in the game. A couple of minutes later, they tied it. Um, I just, you know, it just, it just goes to show you they still have to play the game on the ice. And, you know, the Germans have some good players. And, you know, the U.S. had some chances, didn't convert. And it cost them. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, the U.S. takes a, a 3-2 lead into the third period. The Germans pull a goalie, get an extra attacker goal with a little over a minute left. And, 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 and you win the game in overtime. And you're just, you know, you're stunned. I mean... Good for Germany. They're an up-and-coming hockey country. Uh, more and more big-time players coming out of that country. But I, 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 don't, I can't sit here and say, oh, well, the U.S. took their foot off the gas because I don't think that's exactly what happened. No, no, no. I am, I'm not even implying that. I'm just saying that it's really difficult to win that many games in a row, no matter who you oh, play. Absolutely. absolutely. Because that you're talking about what, a ten game winning streak to win the goal? Well, yeah, something like that. So, you know, I mean it is what it is, but um and before we go into that that, that game against Latvia and Latvia is just I mean, there's some AHL players on there who are really, really good that I've seen play. Um including the one that got the uh the game-winning goal in that one. Um, but what I did want to say was, um, you know, Rocco Grimaldi and I, I have a big affection for Rocco and the stuff that he does on and off the ice. Rocco Grimaldi, the leading scorer in the world championships. Come on, NHL teams. None of you have a need for a goal scorer? None of you? Or a power play? You know, there's this place out on Long Island I heard that could really use a power play specialist. Oh, God. Would Rocco Grimaldi not be perfect in that lineup? Anybody a hard-working two-way player that can find the net on the power play. Oh, God, if anybody, anything on the power play. Jeez, can you stop by there and maybe drop a little hint that Rocco Grimaldi would be the guy they might want to go after? 
Yeah, I don't know if Lou wants He's going to come cheap. I don't know if Lou Lamarillo wants to listen to me, but I would I would throw a flyer at him for sure. Yeah, I would too. I would too. If I'm, if I'm any team that needs power play help, man, he is a sniper. And uh, he just did it again against some of the best players in the world. Uh, outscored them all. So congratulations to Rocco. Uh, as I said, that led us to a bronze medal game. Now, when you lose an overtime in the semifinals and you got to play for a bronze in your America, Team USA, is that a hard thing to get up for, especially when you just lost an overtime? I Well, first of all, stay out of the box. Which they did a pretty good job of the whole tournament until that last game. Um, but I mean, just holy smokes. Talk about history repeating itself in 24 hours. Right? U.S. takes a, a, a third period lead. And Latvia scores now. Latvia scores with five minutes to go to tie the game, sending it into overtime, and basically wins it two minutes in. Um, I think that's the Latvians' first ever medal. And, you know, maybe five, 10, 15 years from now, Germany might win a gold medal or, or, or Latvia might win a gold medal as they are another up-and-coming hockey country. But you're talking about back-to-back games where that's those countries' versions of Miracles on Ice. Yeah. Back-to-back. Yeah, exactly, back-to-back. Um, so if you're, if you're Team USA, you're coming back, you got to be, like, shell-shocked, don't you? Uh, I mean, first of all, I should have known better as soon as you predicted they were going to win an easy gold medal. <laughs> Secondly, Stephen says, "Whatever I say, do the opposite." Well, he's not wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, you sit there and, and your team U.S. You're the management of Team USA, and you, you put together the team the right way. Just sometimes it doesn't matter. You know, I hope they 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 try to to uh, understand that they 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 put together a quality team. You know, I mean the odds of it happening that way again. I can't imagine it would, but I mean, obviously you never. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it had to be heartbreaking to, uh, to lose them both in overtime like that, but that's what happened. So um, the world uh, championships will wait for another year to see who's on that roster. What won't wait for another year Two things in the West, and I'm going to deviate off of college hockey here for just a second, but um, the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds in their very first year of existence are uh, in the Western, well, they're in the, what are they in? Yeah, the Western Conference Championship. (laughs) I'm confused. They're in the Western Conference Finals. How about that? And um, leaving now two games to one with a game on Thursday against the uh, Milwaukee Admirals. because of their outstanding record during the regular season, Coachella Valley does have home ice. So if it does go seven games, six and seven will be played right here at the Akershire Arena. So good luck to them to continue the streak going for the teams that we cover in the West. And, Paul, what about the domination of your landlord's team, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights? They just came and put a whooping All right, stop. on Dallas. Um, did they not? They did not put a whooping on them? Six nothing. Yeah, in game six they did. Well, you know, they were up three games. It was in Dallas, and Dallas had all the momentum coming into it. Well, and they and they they got shut out. You know, let's let's not forget that this is a very experienced Vegas team with a bunch of guys that have already been to the finals. 
And they got a great goaltender who could become the second ex-Coyote goaltender to win the cup in back-to-back years. Yeah, that's another conversation for another day. Um. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden, man, I love you. I, I met Aiden for the first time when he was a Coyote, a very young Coyote, several years ago. And uh, you could tell that that was going to be a point in time. And I know his, uh, his Tucson Roadrunner coach, Steve Potvin has high, high praise for one, um, one Aiden Hill. So congratulations to Aiden for, for being ready uh, all the way through. And when it was his number, his name called, he stepped up and has done a fantastic job. Well, that's what you do, right? He's the, he's the fourth goalie for this team this year, basically. He, he, he might be the fifth or sixth when you look at um, Robin Leonard going out at the beginning of the season, not even playing. And uh, Yuri Patera um, right. actually played too. Yeah. So um, we know this. We know that at some point this summer, that big, beautiful trophy will make its way to uh, uh, just north of New York City, up at uh, West Point. I'd be shocked. If it's not, can't imagine. Oh, it, it will. Trust me, it will. Regardless. They're already hyping that up. Well, I'm sure, I know they are. I mean, that is for sure that, you know, so. Um, and considering, I, I don't, have, we know what kind of affinity uh, Mr. Foley has for his alma mater. He wanted to name his team the Black Knights. I know, I know. Uh, I assume Mr. Viola down in Miami or South Florida is the same. Um, Sunrise. Sunrise, Florida, by the way. They graduated about 10 years apart. So I'd be shocked if that thing doesn't. I I can tell you it's going to be there. Yeah. One of those teams will bring it there. Maybe they'll have some, like, joint thing where they'll bring both teams. No. And the cup. Only one, te- only one team can win. I know, but but it's pretty cool that you have two teams with that kind of tie. Um, and that'll be something we'll talk about with uh, with uh, Coach Riley up there because that that's a pretty big um, feather in the cap of the uh, Black Knights. Well, uh, you know, whichever team wins, it'll be their first Stanley Cup. So. Uh, that's just another time. But, and by the way, uh, Matthew Kachuk is a beast. <laughs> well, yeah. I know. I know he wanted out of Calgary really bad and maybe didn't do some favorable things and get his way out of there. But goodness gracious. Oh, that kid is He certainly clutch. put his money where his mouth is. Yes, he certainly did. He, and they're going to be paying him a lot more money for a long time because he's oh, not yeah. a very old individual. Okay, speaking of uh, not for long, we've gone overboard again, so go ahead and take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the mask, it's College Hockey West Weekly. It's brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and the second location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, See our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. On the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide is where the action is in the resort or in town. Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly. Locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and the Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. Lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app. Play responsibly on the Sportsbook app. 
that lets you earn Caesars rewards. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time HockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at your favorite podcast platform. Search, subscribe, rate, and review ITHSW Podcasts. That's all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Help people find the show. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a hearty good night and uh, a belated Memorial Day. I hope everybody remembered and saluted all of those that gave their lives for this great country. Okay, we'll say good night. We'll arrive to climb the Peacemakers. De Niro, good night, everybody. Bye.